Yo. Yo. Hello. Hey, buddy. Yo. Alrighty. So, let's get right into it. Um, went through and tallied up last week to see how everyone did. Uh, not as hot, but as we anticipated. Uh, real quick, uh, just some notables. Uh, genius in the room. Uh, only one of them last week in terms of Picking something against the green, uh, that was myself. Uh, so it was uh, the Washington-Cleveland game. Uh, you guys both picked Washington, and I picked Cleveland. Uh, shout out to Gav. He swept through on the fantasy football uh, side of things. So if anyone gets that, it is definitely him. Um, but, yeah, uh, we did not hit this week on the parlay or last week on the parlay uh, on multiple fronts, but that's okay. Um, like I said, it was a very strenuous week, so this week we'll we'll go into it hopefully with a little bit more confidence, maybe with a smaller one as well. Um, but no. No. We'll never go small. No. Um, but, yeah, so after week two, uh, Gavin, you went 13 and 7. Matt went 12 and 8. And I matched Gav with the 13 and 7 as well. Uh, so that keeps our standings at the same. Uh, just Matt just loses a, a, a point there. Uh, so Gav's at 29 and 11. Matt's at 26 and 14. And I'm 28 and 12. So, right, we're all right there in competitive, though. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So, without further ado, we got Matt kicking us off with the Thursday night. Um, and actually, one other note. Uh, as I was going through, Gav, uh, I realized that I also have a game that is not in the sports books. So, I will not be giving any notes for the um, the Vikings-Texans game, uh, as Matt will not be giving any notes for the Steelers-Titans game. So, if there is a game that you want to throw away and not talk about, um, you absolutely can, but if you want to talk about all yours, you're more than welcome to have it. Uh, but just since we can't bet on it or anything like that, um, and they may not play, there's no point in picking it. So, okay. But yeah, if, like I said, you get, we get as we get to one. If you're like, nope, trash it, just let us know. But Matt, kick us off. We got the uh, the Denver Broncos traveling to the New York Jets, and I was honestly quite surprised to see that the line was minus one and a half for the Jets favored. Um, it is the lowest over under of the week um, at, at 40 and a half points. Matt, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, when I looked at it actually earlier today, it was minus one and a half to the Broncos. So it has changed since the, since midday. I wonder if that was a um, but battle of the own. Yeah, battle of the own three teams. Um, the Broncos have the advantage 20 uh, and 16 and one in the uh, history of their games. Uh, the last three games, the Broncos have lost by 18 against Tampa Bay, five against Pittsburgh and two against Tennessee. So for the most part, their, their games are getting close. Um, Driscoll versus Locke. You got Driscoll. They both played more or less two games. We'll just call it two games. Uh, Driscoll's 432 passing yards, 54.7%, uh, completion percentage. And three TDs versus Locke, who's had 236, 60%, and one TD. Um, but the big the big info here is um, the Broncos are uh, only scoring about 15 points per game here uh, versus the uh, 23 uh, points that they're allowing. Um However, the defense is fairly solid. Um, 102 rushing rushing yards uh, is all they've allowed, um, which is seventh. But the 277, which is passing, uh, which is 29th. Uh, the Jets, the Jets still, they're pretty much bad in all departments. Uh, they're 31.3 points uh, per game. Is 27th out of 32. Uh, tw- they've scored 
12.3 points per game on average, which is 32nd. Uh, defensively, they're 24th in rushing, 20, uh, 15th in passing. Uh, I'm taking the Broncos in this. I think they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they've had some close games against some some good teams. Uh, I think the Broncos will will win this game. I follow up, and I agree. I agree that the Broncos won this. Gav, your thoughts? Um, I'm going to go against the grain. Um, there is an, there's a, a job at stake here, um, potentially in Adam Gase. There's been rumors that if he loses uh, in week four that the Jets will get rid of him. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I actually think the Jets win this one. Okay, okay. cool. Alrighty, moving right along then. We got my turn. Uh, we got the New Orleans Saints are four and a half. Oh, just flat four points. Favorite going uh, into Detroit to visit the Lions. Uh, 54 point over under. Um, I thought it was interesting that both teams are allowing about the same per game uh, this season at 30 and 31, uh, 30 for Detroit and 31 for New Orleans. Uh, it was just kind of on the offenses that were a little bit different. And I think that's where this game will lie. Uh, New Orleans is putting up 30 uh, per game this season uh, and Detroit is putting up 23. And I think where that's going to come from is Detroit's defense uh, is just not uh, up to snuff and, and what it's going to need to be. And that's uh, containing Alvin Kamara, uh, which just kidding. You can't contain Alvin Kamara. You can only hope to slow him down. Um, and their 172.3 yards per game is not going to do that. Uh, I think Detroit's offense is going to keep it close. Uh, Stafford and smooth Kenny G uh, slinging the ball around, but I'm going to go ahead. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to have final scores for all my games for whatever reason. I don't know why I did that for the first time, but 30, 23, New Orleans. Okay. I like it. I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going to stick with New Orleans. Um, can't say I'm a huge fan of the spread in this game. Now there's a chance that Michael Thomas comes back in this game. Um, if he does come back and practice by uh, Friday, I'm all in on Saints minus four, but, I'll take money line on the Orleans. Taking him straight up at least. Yep. I agree with Gav. I think Kamara's just gonna destroy the Lions. Uh the Lions are the thirtieth ranked team in rushing yards. Uh so I think I think Kamara's just gonna tear them apart. Cool. Alrighty, moving right along here, keeping this thing quick. Uh we got the Los Angeles Chargers. Going down to Tampa and visiting Tom Brady and the revitalized offense down there. Uh, we got seven and a half point favorites for Tampa and an over under of 43 and a half. Uh, Gavin, thoughts? Um, all right. Well, the Chargers own, surprisingly, the Chargers own the, the series lead at 83 overall. Um, just a couple interesting points to note um, Chargers are only scoring about 17 points per game. Um, it's not going to get it done in most leagues. Tampa's uh, averaging 10 points more than that. They're 14th in the league. Uh, the Chargers are averaging uh, 29 in points per game. Um, passing yards, surprisingly, I don't. I, I had to double-check on this because Tyron Taylor had the ball in, in week one, and he only threw for about 205 yards in, in the first week. Back that up, and you go to weeks two and three, and Herbert's thrown for 250 and 300 uh, alike in back-to-back weeks. So, Herbert can throw the football. We know he can spin it. Um, you know, in terms of in terms of the matchup, I think I I just feel a little bit more confident in what Tampa's offense can do compared to what the Chargers' offense can do. Um, you can't win if you can't score. Uh, the Chargers, um, while they're putting up good offensive numbers, they're eighth in passing yards per game and, and sixth in rushing yards per game. If you're not getting the job done in the red zone or if, you know, uh, penalties are, are biting you and, and stalling your drives. Like I said, you can't you can't win if you can't score. Um, I think their defense keeps a minute, but I'll take Tampa uh, at home. Matt, agree? Disagree? Nope, I agree. I think I think Tampa takes it. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Tampa takes it. Cool. Yeah, I agree as well. Uh, the spread of seven and a half is too far for me. Um, I don't like. I I can see this offense just 
falling flat on its face at, at any point and being like, yep, that makes sense. But when it hums along, also going, yep, that makes sense. So, yeah, I, I think I seeing a close game as well. So, can but I, Can I give you the most the most Tampa Bay stat ever? Do um, it to me. In, in the history of Tampa Bay stats, it's uh, Mike Evans last week. Um, two receptions <laughs> yeah. on five targets for two yards, two, two whopping yards, and, and two. two touchdowns. Yeah, um, two for two for two. There's something to say about efficiency, but for God's sakes, man, if you're on my fantasy team, I need more, more yards than just two. I'll take the two touchdowns, but give me more yards, please. Please, please, please. Moving on. Alrighty, uh, moving right along here. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, uh, ooh, battle of the big cats. Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Cincinnati uh, and having a clash with the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are three-point favorites, uh, 49.5 point over under. Matt, thoughts? All right, so the Jags are 13-9 against the Bungles. Um, Jacksonville has the 19th-rated defense uh, for passing yards and 15th for rushing yards. Uh, Cincinnati has the sixth rated uh, defense for passing yards. However, the 31st rushing yards. Um, Minshew has been sacked for 10 times in three games. Uh, Joe Burrow has been sacked 14 times in three games. Uh, the Bengals only have five sacks total in the year and the Jags only have three. Um, However, the one thing that kind of stuck out a little bit is the Jags have blitzed or sent some type of blitz 28 times uh, versus the Bengals sending at least 37 uh, blitz type plays, um, whether that's just one player or multitude of players. Um, But 37 times they've sent a, a blitz. I think uh, Joe Burrow is going to do Joe Burrow things. I, I'm taking the Bengals. Um, I think that the overall, you know, since they are, the Jags are ranked lower in the defense for passing. I think that the, I think Joe Burrow and hopefully Odell this week gets, gets a, a good amount of yards, yards and abuses the uh, Jags D. Yeah. I, um, a follow up. I think that the, Bengals looked sloppy at times, but also good at times last week against Philly, but then that's Philly, so they're sloppy at times and good at times too. Uh, Cincinnati's rush defense has been great, Um, but yeah, I think it just continues to go that way, and I think the Bengals get their first one of the season as well. I am going to buck that trend. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Um, The the Bengals have uh, – they've given the rock to Joe Mixon plenty of times. Their offensive line is not good. Joe Joe Burrow has not been protected. The only way that um, you take some of the heat off of your quarterback is uh, first and foremost if you stop throwing the ball 60 times a game and if you start handing the ball off to your running back, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. I don't think they do that. Um, I like the Jaguars' defense in this game to keep them in it. I'll go Jags. Cool. I like when we don't agree. Next up on the bill, we got the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Tennessee uh, – no, sorry, um, the Houston Texans moving down the list too fast there. Uh, Four-and-a-half point favorites for the Texans uh, and a 54-and-a-half point over under. Um, so looking into this one a little bit um, – oh, never mind. That's why I got confused. This is the one that we're not calling. Uh, so we're just moving right along. Um, Gav. Sure. Your turn. The Seahawks, who are a six and a half point favorite, visiting the Miami Dolphins. Fifty two and a half point over under. What are your thoughts? Oh boy. Um this really wasn't a hard game for me to look into. Um, but stats kind of tell you everything you need to know. Yep. Um, at least offensively. Um, I'm not going to bet against Russell Wilson. He is um throwing the football with you know ridiculous efficiency just unmatched efficiency it's been unreal the amount of the 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 td percentage on the number of his drives is ridiculous um interesting note i actually just got the update about 20 minutes before we went on at the time of the recording in this podcast um chris carson actually practiced no nice good it's it's at a limited capacity for the time being 
but Chris Carson is practicing. He is participating in team activities. So for Chris Carson owners, it is a good sign. Um, they are the 16th rushing team in the league at averaging 118 yards per game. Um, Miami's offense is 20th in rushing, 25th in passing. Um, Fitzpatrick had a great game against the Jaguars. Um, and actually, <laughs> defensively, uh, for passing yards per game for Seattle, they have given up an average of 430 yards per game. Good for dead last in the league. Um, but then again, their rush defense is ranked second in the league. Um, unfortunately, if Miami can't establish anything on the ground game, Fitzpatrick can only do so much in the air. So I'm taking Seattle on the road. Nice. Matt, thoughts? Nope, I agree. I don't see the Dolphins doing anything spectacular here. Yeah, like I said, I like when we disagree, but it's not going to be on this one. So Seahawks money line added to the parlay. Uh, yeah, because I don't think I trust. It's probably just six and a half. Uh, they could easily get it done, but I'm better for the money line for now. On the road down in yeah. Florida. Yeah. Fatigue factor. Yep. Not a Not a huge fan, but. Cool. All right, moving along. The next game would be the Steelers at Titans, but we are skipping that because it is not being. What I want to. I want to throw out a quick stat no for this game because I was doing my research for. I I uh, I was doing my research for this game, and so I brought up the stat earlier with the Jags versus the the Bengals about twenty twenty eight blitzing players versus thirty seven blitzing mm. players. Steelers blitz a lot. This the Steelers. The Steelers had fifth have fifteen sacks so so far this season. Seven players have been sent for a hundred and fourteen blitzes yeah. in some capacity. A hundred and fourteen blows my mind. But they have number one rush defense, which makes sense, and twelfth passing defense. So it would be the Steelers. Yeah. Exactly. What would you what would you guys have picked between Vikings and Texans, just out of curiosity? That was a toss-up game for me. I was taking the Texans, but okay. I was taking the Texans. I think just they seem of... to be figuring it out. Like they, they kind of getting a groove. Brandon Cooks looked better last weekend. I watched a little bit of that game. Um, Dalvin Cook looks amazing, though. So it could easily go that direction because the Texans don't have that ability to kind of slow the clock down. Um, but I, everything I'm reading as a David Johnson fantasy owner is to to calm down that he will turn this thing around. That is a season long play for him. So I, I was going I was going to take Minnesota in that game. They're four and zero against Houston, um, and uh, I I I just don't. While their pass defense isn't great, I I don't trust how poor Houston's run game is. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, Deshaun. Mm-hmm. I would hope Deshaun would go off. I would hope it would be um, a fairly close game, so they're they're forced to pass. But yeah, I can't. Well, and, I mean, Justin Jefferson even looked fantastic this past weekend too. And how, so. how how does it how does it go where Justin Jefferson goes off for thirty one points and in your taxi squad? Right. Well, not even in my taxi squad, but I go to bring him up, and they can't have any organized team activities because of potential contact tracing. So you lose an entire week of productivity. For and it's something to build on for week four, so it's crazy. This season has been nuts this year. Alrighty, moving. On. Alrighty, yep, moving on. Uh, the next game calling is the Cleveland Browns going to Jerry World. The Dallas Cowboys four and a half point favorites. Uh, it is the highest over under the week at fifty six and a half points. Um, my notes for this one. Boy, I don't even know if I feel good about what I have, um, but this is it. So Dallas is three, oh and three, not three now, oh and three against the spread this season. Uh, they're two and one on the season, but oh and three, uh, and Cleveland is one and two on uh, the season so far. I think for what it is going to be is Dallas's defense is going to make Cleveland's uh, oftentimes that like B minus offense uh, to look a lot like a, a shiny A this weekend. But at the end of the day, um, I don't think either teams are going to be able to shut down either side's offense. Um, Cleveland's defense did look good this past weekend, forcing several turnovers, but oh, 
Wait, never mind. That was Washington. So throw that out. Uh, Cleveland keeps it close uh, down there in Jerry World, and I think they cover the spread. And Dallas goes to zero and four against the spread, but uh, Dallas wins it with a field goal. I'm not saying on the last drive, but wins it late. Uh, Thirty-one twenty-eight Dallas. Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts? I'm kind of in the same boat. I think uh, I think it's a closer game. The Browns have a good run game. Mm, fantastic I, run game. I probably just, one of the uh, probably. I don't know because you think about it. Like you got Kansas City with what they're dynamic, but even like Kareem Hunt's one-handed catch falling backwards last weekend was incredible. So they I, I, they I, have variety there too. But probably, how do you stop that? Because you play Nick Chubb for three. Uh, quarters and then all of a sudden Kareem Hunt's coming at you, fresh legs, fourth quarter. I mean yeah. the only the only team that I think could rival something like that and it's based off of their scheme is the 49ers because they just seem to plug and play and their their backs seem to do well. But yeah, Kyle Shanahan. But... Neither here nor there. Um Dallas's passing attack is also very good. While I do yeah. think while I do think it's gonna be difficult. This this might be now Gallup had a good week last week. CeeDee Ram's kind of injured. This might be an Amari Cooper week. So if you own Amari Cooper, you might have, you might give yourself a good chance to um, to pick up some big big points. Um, yeah, I, I still think Dallas at home. Matt. Yeah, I agree. I numbers wise, it should be the Browns, but I don't see that happening. I think this will uh, again. I'm hoping this will be a game the game where you know Odell decides he's going to get a couple balls thrown his way, but we'll see. Cool. All righty, Gav. Let us know what you think about the Arizona Cardinals, who are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, traveling to the other side of the country to visit Carolina, the Panthers, uh, at a 51 over-under. Uh, Carolina is 12-5 and all-time against Arizona. Actually, the last, the four out of the last five matchup, matchups have gone to Carolina. Um, and looking at it, the results haven't been super close in those four out of five. The closest, the closest game was a 10-point differential. Um, Carolina just seems to have the Cardinals number for whatever reason. Um, Arizona's two and one against the spread. Um, Carolina's one and two uh, in terms of uh, points scored per game. Um, Arizona has the edge. Um, Carolina's throwing the ball with some efficiency. Man, Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And I know we, I know we talked about this. Um, it was either last week or during week two. Um, Teddy Bridgewater just doesn't turn the football over they've got a, a takeaway differential of plus two it's ninth in the league um defense is getting stops getting takeaways um i'm actually going to take carolina at home the cardinals are going to be traveling like you said cross country i like the offense and the way they're they're throwing the football um better than i like some of uh, arizona's mishaps if they can find a way to at least contain deandre hopkins i think i think carolina stands a chance i'll take them at home Alrighty, Matt, what are your thoughts? I am taking the Cardinals. Um, I think the Panthers with the 24th ranked defense against the pass are not going to be able to come up with a solution for the Kyler to D-hop matchup. Uh, Kyler has 786 passing yards this season. 356 of them are to D-hop. So I don't think that's going to stop this game. I'm taking the Cardinals. Rated DeAndre Hopkins. Hey, we all make. And Saquon Tours ACL. Things happen. (laughs) Bad bad things happen. Bad things happen. Um, I am actually going with the exact narrative that Gav said uh, that the uh, the Panthers are traveling. The Cardinals are traveling cross country. Uh, they got a younger team. Kyler looks incredible. He's a lot of fun to watch, and he's making look people look, making people look silly, making them look like they're on ice skates. Um, but I think that the hotness uh, kind of simmers down a little bit for him, uh, and Carolina just doesn't turn the ball over. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, uh, but I think if uh, CMC were in there, I think Panthers would be would be a favorite, uh, not uh, not underdogs at home. So. Another point. Another point to note: you can't go backwards uh, week to week. But also something to note: Kyler did throw three picks against um, Detroit's defense. Um, you know, something to make note yeah. of. He, he is. Well, we missed on that one too. More. We all thought that uh, Arizona was going to beat Detroit. Correct. We would have thought that. Alrighty, moving along here, uh, Matt, you're going to let us know 
about one of the closer games in the week. The closest game of the week was the the Thursday night. Um, absolute amazing fest. Broncos, Jets. Fiasco. Yeah. Um, this is a, a close second, though. Two and a half point favorite, the Indianapolis Colts, to the newly newly named starting quarterback, Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears. 43 and a half points for the over-under. What are your thoughts? This is this is interesting. Um, I, yeah, hundred percent. I I am taking the Colts. Um, the Colts are twenty four nineteen against the Bears. Um, the Colts have the first place passing defense and the fourth place rushing defense uh, in the league. Uh, the Colts have only allowed the Colts D has only allowed sixty two point seven percent pass completions and only four receiving touchdowns. Um. They've also had six defensive uh, interceptions and two pick sixes out of that uh, Colts D. Um, I think the D alone, I mean, uh, God only knows what uh, Nick Foles is going to bring to the Bears, but I'm going with the Colts. Oh, yeah. Do you, have, do you take any offense to the Nick Foles slander? Oh, Nick Foles is a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Um, yeah, this one is tough. It is incredibly tough. I, it, like I said, it's because majority of the problems is the fact that the Bears are an entirely new team. You don't know what direction they're going to go in. They did win that game last week against Atlanta, but oh wait, that's Atlanta. They're destined to lose. So um, Indianapolis's defense is just too good. Um, give me the Colts. Chicago's gotten away with a lot early on in the season, um, especially playing Atlanta last week. They had a, a come from behind victory a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't. They haven't faced a defense like Indies thus far. Indies too good defensively. I'm taking Indy as well. Colts money line. Do we think so? Then we. I think they have to win by at least a field goal. So we taking Colts spread. So. Colts spread. Take Colts spread minus two and a half. Yes. Yep. Cool. Let's make sure we get all the bets right. In Dallas was. To this point, I have New Orleans money line, Tampa money line, Seattle yeah. money line, Dallas money line, Indy spread. I, I'm, I have that exactly as well. I have also a little question mark over the Dallas. I don't know if I want to bet on the Cowboys, so, but we'll see. Uh, continue along here. Um, we have my turn. Oh, man. This is a hard one for me to really pick. Um, we got the Baltimore Ravens, 13-point favorites going to Washington. Uh, it's the lowest spread – I mean, the largest spread of the week. And it's a 45-and-a-half point over under. Um, obviously, by my intro, you know where my lie, but I don't think that it's going to be that crazy. Um, I I don't see that any way that Baltimore falls into this trap game. They're still licking their wounds from the Chiefs game. Uh, they're quite visibly upset and frustrated with the way they played, and with the fact that there's teams, uh, more specifically defenses, that kind of can get a blueprint to stop them. Um, so I think that they're going to go out and try and prove that they can't be quote stopped. Uh, Washington was the team last year where. Uh, Jamar Jackson had that ridiculous spin move, the EA Sports Madden NFL game uh, spin move uh, down the lane uh, for a touchdown uh, on his MVP campaign, uh, MVP quality campaign. Um, But, yeah, they're going to see a bump from a defense that is – improving a, a game in and game out with uh, Washington, but they did lose Chase Young, so it's not going to look as good, and they are allowing 27 points per game, so I'm giving it a score of 33-16 Baltimore. I will take the Ravens as well. Um, this is going to be a, a bounce-back game, and uh, unfortunately, Washington um, Washington's in the way of you know, a team that just got thumped on Monday Night Football. Uh, so they're they're going to be hurting after this one. I, I got Ravens. Matt? I'm also taking the Ravens. However, I am curious to see what that uh, Washington D-line does against, uh, against uh, the run. Um, I'm curious to see if they're able to shut Lamar down. Because if so, we saw what happened when uh, he really – Tried to put the team on his back against the uh, Chiefs. That didn't go well. 
but I do have the Ravens. I am not taking the minus 13, nah, though. Nah, no, no, nope. nah, that's it's, it's a little far of a spread. Lamar really has to focus on hitting his receivers. Um, there's a couple drop balls. Focus on, I was going to say they got to focus on catching the ball. Too. Mark, Mark, Andrews, Mark Andrews dropped a big touchdown that would have brought that game a little bit closer than what it actually was. Um, you, you know, Hollywood Brown isn't going to get shut out nearly as much. Uh, in my opinion, he's not gonna he's not gonna be missing out on some of those passes that he wasn't he wasn't seeing early on. Um, the timing just looked off. Steve Spagnuolo is a good defensive coordinator there in KC. Um, I wouldn't be concerned about the Ravens' offense in any way, shape, or form. Just until they meet Kansas City in the playoffs. <laughs> Alrighty, Gav, your turn. Uh, we're picking the New York Giants going to LA. Uh, to play the Rams, who are 12 and a half point, just sneakily not quite the highest uh, spread of the week. Uh, 12 and a half point favorites there, 48 and a half point over under. What do you think? Uh, Rams are 27 and 17 all time against the Giants. The last time they played uh, November 5th, 2017, the Rams won that game over the Giants 51 to 17. Um, I'm not saying that these, you know, these two teams are the exact same two teams from three years ago, but the other Rams offense looks so much better this year than what it than what it has been uh, previously. Um, they're seventh in passing yards per game. They're third in rushing yards per game. Uh, Daryl Henderson looks absolutely amazing, even you know with you know that that rushing game looks amazing, um, even with losing Cam Akers and uh, Malcolm Brown. Um, yeah, I mean Henderson keeps rolling. Uh, Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup. Uh, Robert Woods, these these guys, they're all getting touches. Everybody everybody looks dangerous on that offense. Um, and Jerichoff just looks like he's managing the offense a little bit more than trying to be the guy. It's kind of the thing that we had talked about after uh, the Thursday night football game um, between the Bengals and the uh, Cleveland Browns. It just kind of seemed like uh, the offensive game plan was set up the run, set up the play action, and then just make the easy throw and let your playmakers do the rest. That's kind of how um, I've been feeling with this Rams team. Um, and the Giants stink. They're awful. I'm going Rams. All righty. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking Rams as well. Uh, the Giants are just offensively terrible. They're 26 in passing and 32nd in rushing. So I st- I'm taking the Rams. Yep. No need to digress any further than that. Uh, 12, I, 12 and a half, or is it too big? Uh, what's the mm. what's the uh, what's the odds on it? Does it make it more interesting, or is minus, it just... minus one fifteen for the Rams, minus one hundred five for the Giants, or plus twelve and a half? I mean, uh, I mean, Rams winning. I mean, Rams covering the spread versus uh, Rams money line. What's the difference? Uh, it's a significant yeah. difference. It's minus six fifty oh. for the Rams straight up, and then minus twelve yeah, or minus one fifteen. Um, that's a decent jump. We'll pause on it. We'll yeah, all right. I'm gonna write. Uh, so we had Colts, Ravens money line, and then Rams, and I'll leave it blank. And continue on. Alrighty, cool. Uh, the next up, the next game, I get to call my own favorite team, the New England Patriots, traveling to sheesh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City is a seven-point favorite, fifty-two and a half point over under. Um, you know, love the way New England's been playing this season. Um, I think that they looked really impressive against Las Vegas. Vegas is Vegas, though. Um, not quite the defense that. Uh, many other teams have, especially the Chiefs, uh, especially on the ground. Um, New England looked really good last week uh, on the ground, which allowed them to kind of open up some more pass uh, pass options for Cam. Uh, and when he has those play options, um, then it just creates more options for him because then he can scoot downfield and get those rushing yards that he's been seeing all season long. Uh, I just don't see the Chiefs allowing – uh, that to happen, I, I see a great game. It's going to be a, a four, it's four o'clock, so tune in um, if you have the ability to. But I think that the that it, 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 much like Russ will, Pat will figure out the Pat, uh, Patriots defense. Um, I don't think to the same efficiency um, or to quite the same. I, I could actually see him say uh, getting a turnover here or there. Um, 
But New England's offense is just not going to be able to do as much against the Kansas City defense as they need to. Uh, and keeping with my theme here of picking a score, Kansas City 32, New England 26. This game was close to pick. Yeah, it was tough, man. Like, I, I'm excited for this, and I, I hope New England wins, obviously. But I try to keep my, my bias out of it, and I think that the Chiefs just looked way too good against the Ravens. Someone asked me last week, uh, which teams would I ra- not want to see New England have to face in, in the playoffs? And I was like, well, obviously, at the, uh, uh, Ra- Ravens and Chiefs. But last after last night, it's definitely just Chiefs. Like, it doesn't matter if you get through the Ravens, you got to play the Chiefs because the Chiefs, like the one problem they had was the defense last season. It was always like, well, they're going to score a lot of points, but now it seems like it's kind of more balanced. Like the offense isn't as crazy. Like they make some mistakes here and there now, but the defense has just kind of improved them to kind of compensate for it. So, but Matt, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on this game? I am taking the Chiefs as well. I I agree with Steve. I think I think the Chiefs are just too well rounded right now to, you know, not not win this game. Uh, I'm a little nervous because we all are going to pick the Chiefs, which means the Patriots are going to give them a run for their money. The way I look at this game is Bill Belichick is great at limiting the best player on the field. Look what he did to Darren Waller last week. Um, and playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The problem is, who's the who's the best player on Kansas City's offense aside from Pat Mahomes? Just throw out a name. Lots. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Nicole Hardman, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Elair, Elair, apparently. Whatever it is, he's good, and you can't <laughs> stop all of them. Your your best chance is stopping Mahomes, and even then, Mahomes is too good to be stopped. Um, yeah, Kansas City. I I have them as as winners in this one as well. Cool. Hey, breaking news! Breaking news just came across the wire. Um, according to um, fantasy pros, Leonard Fournette uh, has an ankle injury; could be out Sunday against the Chargers. Um, so I don't know if that changes anybody's thoughts on the Tampa Bay Los Angeles game. Um, but yeah, they're saying that it's significant enough that he's he's going to miss at least week four. Wow! Alrighty, appreciate that update. Alrighty, almost done here with the NFL slate, and then we can jump into the uh, fantasy ones. Speaking of those Raiders, they are hosting the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills are favored by a field goal, uh, an over under of fifty two and a half. Matt, how do you see this one playing out? Um. I'm taking the Bills. Uh, the Raiders are 21 and 20 against the Bills, um, so it's a very close game. Jacobs is 68 rushes for 252 yards, three TDs. Uh, Buffalo's defense is eighth against the rush. Um, Josh Allen has 84 rushing yards, two touchdowns, um, 71.1% completion percentage with 10 touchdowns, passing touchdowns. So of their 12 touchdowns this season, he has literally touched the ball in every single, uh, every single one of them. Um, he has a thousand thirty-eight passing yards, and he has seven different key receivers. And when I say key receivers, I basically counted anybody that was 50, had more than fifty yards receiving. But seven different key receivers for nine hundred ninety-six of those one thousand thirty-eight yards. Um, the Raiders D only has three sacks. They've only sent thirty-eight people on the blitz. Um, the only the only way I see the Raiders winning is if they put enough uh, pressure on Josh Allen to either make enough mistakes or just turn you know that they turn the ball over on on three and out. Um, so I'm I'm taking the Bills. Word, I agree. I think Buffalo, and I am quite excited to see what Josh Allen does. Yeah, your thoughts. This game was a lot closer for me to pick. Um, Vegas played well at home in their last game, but I will take Buffalo as well, reluctantly, but I, I have Buffalo in this game also. Bill's money line? Bill's mafia. Ride or die. Oh, show. All righty, Gav. The spotlight is yours. Your birds traveling to San Francisco to play the 49ers, who are a seven-point favorite uh, with a spread, uh, an over-under of 46 points. How do you see this one working out? Uh, I don't. Um, 49ers are going to win this game. (laughs) 
That's all you need to know. The 49ers are going to win this game. It's their, their 19, 13, and one against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have so many injuries on this team. I can't go through them all. Um, it, I'm, I'm looking at pro football folk, or, I'm sorry, pro football reference.com right now and their injury report. I mean, they just added Avante Maddox. They just added Dallas Goddard. So you're losing another, another key piece on offense and defense. Um, and for, you know, the Eagles, it, the interesting thing about this game, and I think it's worth noting, uh, Philadelphia's defense, surprisingly, seventh in the league in, in defensive passing yards allowed per game at 224. Yep. Um, defensive rushing yards per game, they're ninth in the league. They've only given up 106 average yards per game. Um, I mean, it, I can't argue with San Fran's offensive line and the way they run the football. You just plug and play. Um you know, Jeff's gonna Jeff's gonna get the carries. Um, I I don't really think this game ends up super close. Um, I've I'm just gonna take I'm gonna take San Fran. Cool, Matt thoughts? No, yeah, I, I mean Gav pretty much hit it. Defensively, the Eagles aren't really all that bad. They're just injured, but the offense is is a, is a different issue. Um, and unfortunately, I know it's not all him, but Wentz has three touchdowns and six interceptions this season. That's not going to cut it. Uh, there's, I, the Niners are going to take this game. Word. And I'm on the same boat. Uh, what, one more key piece. The Eagles could have won that game against Cincinnati in overtime in their first drive. Third and night. Oh, 100%. Third and 19. And the first, they throw a wheel route to Miles Sanders um, on a nickel a nickel corner when you could have easily run an angle route over the middle, spike the football or not spike the football, but um, get the, get the field goal team out there with probably, I don't know, 10 seconds left. Jake Elliott lines up and there's no timeouts. You can't freeze them. So horrible, horrible play calling on Doug Peterson's part. He's got to figure it out or else he's in a lot of trouble. He, here's my question. Where were they at for field goal range? Cause I mean, at that point you might as well just, take a shot at a field goal. If it's going to end in a tie, at least take a shot at the field goal anyway, well, the original, unless it was that far the outside. Original, that first drive that I'm talking about with the poor play call, they were on, they were in enemy territory, probably about the 40. I think they were just outside of the 45, uh, which means they would have needed about 10 more yards to go, um, which you, you can eat. Uh, I say you can easily do it because they're likely playing prevent defense. Um, but as long as you get an underneath route and you get the field goal unit out there, that's fine. What happened was on that first field goal, the original field goal attempt was supposed to be a 54-yarder, um, and um, Matt Pryor false starts on a field goal, and they that's they right back to 59 yards. There's no way that they're gonna they're gonna hit a a, a 59-yarder. Um, <laughs> I my wife said that she wished she could have recorded my reaction the way I the way I was yelling at the TV after that, but that's neither here nor there. Alrighty. Last game of the slate here. Uh, Monday night football. Uh, as of now, the only Monday night football game. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons <laughs> going to the Green Bay Packers. God. Seven point favorites in Green Bay. Uh, 56 and a half uh, over under, which is again tied for the highest of the week. Matt. Thoughts from Monday night. Man, the Packers lead this series eighteen to sixteen. Uh, I'm shocked that this is Packers minus seven, and that's it. To be honest, uh, man, I think I just think that Green Bay is going to take advantage of of the Falcons' terrible second half defense and just destroy them. Uh, the Packers have three receivers over 150 yards, uh, 611 yards in total of the 887 total passing yards uh matt ryan is seven touchdowns two interceptions rogers has nine touchdowns zero interceptions um out of 49 attempts Gurley has 197 rushing yards and two touchdowns jones has out of 50 attempts 303 rushing yards and four touchdowns um ridley has 349 uh receiving yards and four touchdowns lazard has 254 yards and two touchdowns uh, the Falcons allow 475 yards on defense, 362 passing um, versus Green Bay, allowing 378 yards um, and 263 of those being passing. The Falcons have the 31st 
defense in passing yards. Um, the Packers are just a better team. Uh, they have points points scored is first, takeaways is fifth, passing yards is sixth, rushing yards is second in the league. All of those stats are top ten. I think the Falcons had two of the two stats that were in the top ten. Um, but I think the big thing is conversions on third down. Um, the Packers have converted 50% of their third down as well as 60% of their fourth down. I, I just don't see how this is only a minus seven. I would take the Packers minus seven in this. Oh, and by the way, the Packers are three and zero against the spread and the Falcons are one and two. Alrighty. Yeah, I am right there with you. Um, if that is the case, then oh yeah, that offense that has been lighting it up. Uh, they put up 43, 42, and 37 so far this year against a team that can't stop. Um, <laughs> I can't even give an analogy because they're just so bad. Um, Packers. Yeah, if Devontae Adams is coming back and playing in this game, um, it's a wrap. I, I was going to say the only way that this game is, is remotely close is if Atlanta – comes out firing on all cylinders right away but um and even then they got to get through the fourth quarter though they do um i i can if this game was being played in atlanta um i could see it being a little bit closer um i'm just i i i know atlanta is going to put up points i know their offense is going to score um but i mean for for all intents and purposes um the way Aaron Rodgers is coming out firing and the way that defense is playing in atlanta it's just it's, we don't it's need Jalen Hurts. It's it's too tough. To, <laughs> it's it's too tough to pick against them. I would, I'm going to go Packers minus seven in that one. Also, sit your ass on the bench. Yeah, I agree. Oh, we t- so we we would take the spread. I'm taking the spread. I'm okay. down. I love it. All right, folks. Do we want to go through the parlay? Let's here? go back to the Rams game. Um, do we want to do Rams spread? Um, or Rams straight up, and then that was the Giants at the Rams, but it was a 12 and a half point. Well, for all for what it's worth, we already have uh, an 11 an 11 team parlay, so we can just take them straight up. And I would just take them straight up, yes, I will probably take them straight up. And Chiefs, the other one we left blank was Chiefs at seven, but I'm money line on that one, I'm money line as well. Cool. Yeah, the, the Giants Rams game I just seeing being one of those nail biters that we're texting back and forth like, about what the fuck? watching and like what is why happening? They, why, why is this? Why is this even a thing? Yet. Like, yeah, exactly. They're up by they're up by ten going into the fourth quarter, twenty seven seventeen, and then they just put it into coast mode, and we're like, oh, please get a field goal. Um, that was like the um, for the Ravens Chiefs game this past week. There was. I had the over 54 and a half points and they both started coasting in, in, in the fourth quarter and they were at 54. I'm like, damn it. I'm not going to make it. To, I'm not going to get three more points out of someone. Um, so, all right. To go back over the parlay. Are we, are we ready? Yep. Okay. Yep. Saints money line, Buccaneers money line, Seahawks money line, Cowboys money line, Colts minus two and a half spread. Uh, Ravens money line, Rams money line, Chiefs money line, Bills money line, 49ers money line, and Atlanta. Or, I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you watch minus, your mouth. Minus seven. <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay Packers minus seven spread. Is everybody cool with that? Okay, so Saints. Well, go just run through them again Is for it, me. I, we're, I'm good with them. I just need to write them down. Saints, Buccaneers, Seahawks. Cowboys, Colts, Ravens, and we have Rams, Chiefs, Bills, and then Niners and Packers. And the Colts was the spread as well. Got it. Colts was the spread. Packers was the spread. Spread. Got it. Perfect. What's that going to put us at, Steve? We currently have plus 4,846 odds. Let's go. <laughs> hey man, it's it's better than our it's actually got better odds than our first 
dollar day parlay we did, which got it. That was over 5,000 odds. Yep. Um, and last week's was uh, well ridiculous. Over 10, 10, <laughs> it was well over 10,000 in odds. So we uh, we've 11 Summer team parlay. Down. We've we've certainly uh, yeah, we've certainly calmed down in our old age. Alrighty. Yeah, the first week we had how many different uh, spreads put in there? We were like, ah, yeah, they'll cover that spread. Yeah, no problem. That spread's good. Well, that's why it was so spicy and it was so much fun. And then when it won, it was great. Alrighty, um, <laughs> let's run through the fantasy football matchups then real quick. Um, Gavin, give us your rundown of Glizzy against myself. And <laughs> Listen, hey. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Steve. Why don't you do? Why don't you do our listeners a favor, and uh, just um, give us give us a reason or a rundown of your thought process going into week four here. Uh, like facing someone who's projected over two hundred points every single week, then it has Russell Wilson against Miami, Alan Kamara against Detroit, Cooper Cup against uh, the Giants. Um, let's go, Josh Allen. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's not a bad plan. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I feel you do have Austin Eckler against Tampa Bay, and Eckler did most of the carries last week because I put Kelly in. And he didn't do getting, shit. My team's getting better. The problem is, I just keep having multiple guys have dud weeks, and then even still, only one guy on my bench having like a good week. So if I would have optimized lineup, it still would have been like nail-biting close against guys who, if they would have optimized their lineup, would have beaten me by 20, 30. So, got a lot of improvements to make. Um, the trade offers of me giving away draft picks for OJ Howard, like that just came through a little while ago, are not going to be helpful. <laughs> but, yeah, I, just, like I said, uh... not picking my own game, so, but... Right, I I I always want a, a sense of it. You're, I mean, you're projected a buck eighty two, which is which is still, yeah, it's trying good, but uh, yeah, Russell. Some of the matchups that that uh, Glizzy's got going on this week are ridiculous. I'm, I'm taking, fan. I'm taking, I'm taking Glizzy. Matt, do we lose? Oh Matt? God, he's he's dead. Where's he at? He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. It All right. Well, passes bedtime. Old man. Anyways, should we move on to uh, Cam's Revenge Tour versus I Made a Mistake? In the meantime, yeah, sounds good to me. We'll grab his pick so, when we get back to it. What uh, what's what's your thoughts on uh, now? Granted, Cam Cam's squad is an inherited squad, so uh, new guy this year. He starts out two and one on the on the season. Uh, he's projected to win this game as well. What are, what's your take on uh, kind of what he's done to rebuild this Welcome game? back. <laughs> that was weird. Gav just started going ro- Optimus Prime on me, and then I heard nothing at all. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll, we'll stop it there because we only got into the intro on to Cam's. Uh, Matt, real quick, Glizzy or me? I'm sorry, guy, but it's going to be Glizzy. Let's get over with that. It's Glizzy. Take your free win. Um, all right, Matt, uh, it was technically your uh, pick here to start it off, but Gav uh, is leading us in beautifully, so let's go ahead and uh, continue. So basically the long and the short is what I was getting at is Cam's revenge tour. Uh, he's he's new to the league this year. He inherited this team uh, for somebody who was, who was inactive. Um, basically, he made a ton of off-season moves. I, want, I was wondering if you could kind of speak to uh, kind of what he's put together and uh, – you know he's he's starting off two and one on the season, and kind of what's your thought process of the team that he's put together, and what his chances are um, against the team who likely should be three and zero at this point, another two and one team. And I made a mistake. Uh, who is going to be playing Rogers against Atlanta? Just what, what's your breakdown in terms of what Cam's done with his team and how he's going to fare against the team that has traditionally done well in this format? Are you talking to me? I'm yeah. talking to you. Oh, my bad. I missed the first part of that. Okay, so I think um, his team is just a well-rounded team. He's been he's been picking up players right and left, and like that have been performing well. Stuff he's been picking up off of waivers. I've gotten beat out twice, I think, by him for players. Uh, he just seems to have a good, good understanding and a good sense of when he needs to pick up players. 
even just to take him off the board. Um, because, I mean, for the most part, he starts the same players. But, like, for him this week, I have him winning. But I, I'm putting Breeze in against Detroit over um, over uh, Cam. But that's just me. I, I just think it'll be – I think having Breeze in there is going to be a, a better matchup for him. But, I mean, he's 2-1. and one. Again, like you said, probably should be 3-0 and at this point. But Detroit I think he's – He's yeah, Detroit's defense averaging two and a third touchdowns in our format, tied for twenty third uh, fantasy points giving up. Um, their their you know default fantasy points twenty three and a half, which is twenty first in the league. So it's overall plus matchup for Breeze against Detroit. Uh, KC is only allowing one touchdown per uh, one touchdown per game. Um, so Cam's going to have to get it done either with his arm or with his legs to to kind of get this thing done. I do think uh, mistakes needs to be putting Rogers in though, a hundred percent. Oh, he's in. Oh, he is in now. He wasn't he this morning in. when I was looking at it. Correct. Yeah, he's he is in now. Steve, uh, what's what's your thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, I uh, I agree. I don't under. I, that's the one thing I, like I mentioned last time. Uh, if they have not made edits to their rosters, then this could be um, kind of. We're not, because um, yeah, Michael Thomas could play this weekend, and if he does, or made a mistake, uh, then obviously you could see, um, you know, some of these other guys dropping down and out. Uh, and then for Cam, you know, like Matt said, you got Breeze on the bench playing Detroit in a game um, where he's probably going to be able to throw it well, but. It hasn't necessarily been there this far this season. Uh, Cam Newton's going to have to play well. Chubb's going to have a great game against Dallas, in my opinion. Robinson's going to have to control the game in Cincinnati. Um, but, yeah, it um, it's close. But my pick was Cam. And I'm sorry, Matt, who was your, who was your pick in this game? I'm taking Cam. Taking Cam as well. I uh, also have... Uh, I have Cam in at this one. If Fournette does not play like the original um, breaking news uh, that I had earlier was, uh, his his bench depth is Raheem Mostert, Philip Lindsay. Um, if you is it Mostert still hurt? Mostert or no? is still hurt. He's questionable. Philip Lindsay is questionable. Philip Lindsay could play, but the problem is he's coming back tomorrow night. Um, so if you're going to play him – it's it's got to be a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. His only other his only other bench depth uh, down at the taxi squad is Zach Moss, and he's still questionable with uh, with a, a, an issue as well. Um, I think Cam's got uh, a lot more depth to his team. Um, you know, to the point that you guys made, he's a little bit more well rounded. Um, I'm I'm with you on this, Matt. I think he needs to start Breeze in this game. Um, purely my opinion uh, against Detroit. I think it's a plus matchup for him, which is going to kind of push – that'll kind of push him over the hump. I think Cam moves to 3-1 uh, in this in this league. Nice. Alrighty. Yep. Um, I kick us off on Patty's verse is the Loyalist. Um, this one was a really close projected game, 177 against 171. Uh Couple of very unfavorable matchups on Patty's side of the front, um, uh, but yeah, I think Matt's got a couple of decisions to make in terms of wide receivers. Uh, his quarterback play hasn't probably been up to what he was wanted this year, um, as well as his running backs getting a lot of touches and a lot of yards, but not necessarily falling in the end zone a whole bunch. He's got Derrick Henry playing. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately and unfortunately for him, he gets to watch his defense play well against him, but then also gets to maybe not see him play well for his fantasy team and Derrick Henry. Um, so I think uh, I, I see the loyalists winning this one uh, in a close one um, from a standpoint of, of favorable matchups. Yeah, I've, you know, if, if this game doesn't happen between Pittsburgh and Tennessee, because that's the, the one COVID rollout game, um, I think this game gets a lot closer than than probably what we would normally think it would be. Um, I mean, I'm 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 picking the loyalists solely based on um, some of the some of the matchups and a little bit more depth. Um, 
in in this matchup. I do I do look at kind of I think the pivot game for me. I I do think Rob Woods is going to have a great game against the Giants, and I think the pivot game for me is Allen Robinson against Indy. Um, if Nick Foles can find a way to get him the football and in space because he he hasn't been a very prominent um, piece thus far, I think he uh, you know I think he stands a chance. But um, I am I am going to be a loyalist in this game. Word up. Alrighty. Uh Matt, you get to tell us about Gav's matchup. He's playing TD's uh, uh Torrance team uh versus the Stonecutters. Matt, what do you think? Um so I am taking the Stonecutters for that dub. Uh I think the one thing I would do is uh I would actually put Roethlisberger in this week um against the Titans. I talked to Gav last week about putting Deshaun in over Roethlisberger just because I always like having the extra points come from running. However, I just think with the Steelers, so some info, if the Steelers game even happens, that's going to be the question, which how will that, how, how will that work? Let's say, cause they're debating on putting it at a Monday or Tuesday night. If it goes to Tuesday night, how does that work? I'm playing Watson. So I mean, it no, wouldn't. No. It wouldn't already like if they decide it, it Tuesday night, then I would have to remove Henry because it would count for next week, or it wouldn't. No, that, that would still count for week four. The way the way I would understand it is um, because it's still a week four matchup. They would they would play it in week four. The problem is um, all the other games are going to be done by that point. So, right. um, and this game's no guarantee. So I'm basically stuck on Deshaun Watson. Now the other interesting part about this um, is with. Leonard Fournette being out. I have Ronald Jones stashed on my bench. It's not a favorable matchup for him um, because the Chargers have a good run defense. Um, but just another another piece to, to think about. Um, Chris Carson being questionable if he's practicing. He He's likely going to um, play over Joe Mixon. I just don't know if I can. He's going to get the carries. I just don't know if I trust Joe Mixon at all right now. So, I mean, it's going to depend. Like I said, it's going to sh- strongly depend on when the Steelers game is going to play, I I would start Roethlisberger. Um, some of the stats from the game for the you know the regular stats, um, the Steelers have uh, the best rushing defense, the the best passing defense. Um, but the big thing is they have the they're 17, so about mid pack of passing uh, per game. But I think. For me, uh, they have six players that have caught 728 out of the 777 passing uh, yards that they have, the Steelers have right now. Um, the ball's going to get spread around a lot against the Tennessee defense. Tennessee pass defense is ranked 23rd. The ten- Tennessee rush defense is ranked 29th. I think Roethlisberger, whenever this game, if it gets played, is going to pick apart that defense. However, I usually don't like to start Steelers players because I know how shitty they are sometimes. So I would put Roethlisberger in in this case just because of the matchup, but it's also going to depend on when the game is played, if it gets played. But I'm taking Stonecutter. Word. Sounds good. Alrighty, final fantasy football matchup of the week. We got the one and two Mike Vick in a box versus the three and zero Blue Mountain State Goats Mountain Goats Mountain State Goats Mountain Blues Blue Goats Mountain States Goats of Blue States Mountains Mountain Gates Mountain Blues. You're tired. Let me talk. <laughs> no, there's a lot of words here going on. There's about multiple mountains, multiple states, several goats. None of them <laughs> are involved in the act of this. Um, but yeah, Gav, let us know what you think. Uh, so an interesting pickup this week. He's uh, he's going to start Miles Gaskins against Seattle. Um, that is a bad matchup. Uh, I'm sorry, that was Blue Mountain State. Is going to be starting Miles Gaskin. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only averaging 68 running back positions, averaging 68 yards against uh, their defense. Uh, that is first in the league. Um, average fantasy points is 9.87 points per game. Uh, good for fourth in the league. Um, not a favorable matchup. Tyler Boyd caught a ton of passes last week against the Eagles. Um, Jacksonville's secondary is likely to be a little bit more stout. Looking on the other side of the ball, um, Allaire does not have a great matchup, obviously, against New England. New England's defensive front um, is going to do everything they can to limit that. Um, one of the shining spots this year, 
Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's looked really good, man. He's uh, he's kind of taken away from from what DJ Moore's been able to do um, offensively. Not not to say that uh, that DJ Moore's regressed in any way, shape, or form, but uh, Robbie Anderson's looked good in that Carolina offense. Um, unfortunately, I mean, this week is just riddled with with poor matchups, and, and I mean, you really got to pick and choose. Um, what positions you want to take here. Um, I'm going, I'm going to take blue mountain state. Um, Matt Ryan against green Bay is not, I mean, for as many points as he could put up, that's great. But Pat Mahomes on the other side of the football is going to be hard for me to bet against with uh, Amari Cooper in a plus matchup, Tyler Higby in a, in, uh, an okay matchup. Um, yeah, I, I just think Blue Mountain State's a little bit more, a little bit more balanced, especially with uh, Aaron Jones at his running back position, uh, running it, toting the rock, and catching it out of the backfield. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Blue Mountain State. I think he eclipses 200 again this week. Uh, Matt, thoughts? No, I agree. Blue Mountain State. I'm actually going to anticipate this is probably going to be another 250 point game, but. I think it'll. I think it'll be a landslide victory. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Interesting to note, Vic in a Box has players on their starting roster that are in injured reserve. So yeah, I saw that hopefully today that too. Do, hopefully that doesn't stay true for too long. I looked and saw, and uh, that player did not play in week three. Um, I know it's a defensive player, but we should be checking our rosters uh, and starting a full one. Uh, you know, and maybe only what's the maybe what's only... the penalty for that again? It's a loss. No, that's only if you that's the players in their IR. No, no, uh, an IR play, not setting your lineup. So an IR player. He's got IR and... players on starting lineup. I mean, that's and more not. that's more his own problem than anything else. Okay. You're, no just, you're, set, you're setting yourself up at a disadvantage. If you win, that's <laughs> that's better for you at that point. Okie dokie. Sounds good to Works me. for me. All righty. Well, that about wraps it up for us this evening. Uh, we got the we got three picks uh, that are outsiders. Uh, the Jets uh, tomorrow night for Gav. The Jaguars on Sunday for Gav. And the Cardinals on Sunday for Matt. That'll do it for us. I'm going to go get some sleep. Later, guys. See you later.